Hey Fit Town fam, this is Coach Andrew with Coach Tony and we are here with another Fit Town show. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about why everyone should track their food at least once in their life and on a regular basis, um, at least every year or every couple months, getting in there and seeing what you're actually eating. So we're gonna be talking about why you should track your food, how to track your food, some of the different methods out there, the pros and cons of each, and uh, just dive in. This is week four, final week of our nutrition challenge. So this is what we're having our clients doing for week four. So we want you guys to kind of know the why behind what we're doing here. So kick it off, Tony. Why should someone track their food and how often should they be tracking their food? Yeah, so um, like Andrew said, like this is something you wanna come back to from time to time. Um, I love doing this exercise because it gives me an honest look at what I'm actually eating. Um, you know, we kind of develop like these, these bad habits or these things we eat and we don't really know we're even eating them. Um, if you have kids like Andrew and I do, there's plenty of little snacks around and you just kind of grab those snacks and you don't even realize it from time to time that you're even eating them. So being able to kind of just have like an honest reflection of everything that you take in during the day um, can really help you just kind of put the mirror in your face to see what you're actually eating. Are you eating for your goals? Are you eating things that aren't getting you to your goals? Yeah. Um, and you know, where you can improve that. Yeah, I really like it from, it's, it feels like an aerial view on what you're actually consuming in a given day or a given week or a given month. And until you have it down on paper, it's really hard to assess that because we, we're very quick to forget about stuff that we've eaten or consumed, or it's just hard to track, you know, multiple days of stuff. You know, if I asked you what you had for breakfast yesterday, unless you have the same breakfast day after day after day, you're probably gonna take a while to answer. You may even forgot altogether what you had. So, you know, when you're thinking about the context of maybe nine, 10, 15, 20 meals over the course of the last five to seven days, it's gonna be very hard to assess how good or bad those things are. So it's really a chance for you to to give that honest look of like what was actually there over a given period of time and do I want that thing to be there as often as it is. Yeah, and also I think if you're working with a coach like the, like the challengers are in this, mm -hmm. um, it's r the best way I like working with someone is to see a day of their eating and to be able to, to look at it with them and see where we can make improvements. It's really helpful to get that just like honest look at someone's day of eating because we really are like creatures of habit. Like the days tend to just kind of repeat each other, the meals, the snacks, they really uh, repeat over and over again. So if we can find some areas to make some changes in and then change that habit, you know, it can make a lot of progress. So this is something I really like doing with our clients. And I think if, if people have done these weeks with us so far and you know, maybe they've been okay at this and okay of track of protein or water, like really try to hone in on this one, guys. Really try to use your feed, the feedback of your coach for this one and um, just buy into it 100%. Yeah, some of the things that I see with, with tracking, kind of the why behind it is there's so many times where we think, okay, you know, I probably, yeah, I probably drink three to four alcoholic beverages a week. And maybe that's true. And maybe it, for you, it's actually less, it's one or two, but maybe for someone else, it's actually, you know what? I tracked it. It's more like six to eight, you know, maybe it's the Starbucks coffee. It's like, yeah, I probably go once or twice a week at a lunch break. And then you track and it's like, oh wait, I actually go twice a day sometimes. And pretty much every other day I'm going, I'm actually at seven or eight Starbucks coffees that have, you know, 400, 500 calories in them. 
And there's all these little places that we're quick to forget or we're, or we're just hard to assess the true uh, rate that we do them at. And this is a way to actually see that on paper. So um, yeah, and then you brought it up coaching. Like it really is the only way to get tangible coaching on what you're doing. Um, you, you need, like if you want detailed feedback besides whether, besides just something like, hey, you're gonna track water and report to me on that. But if you want, if you want someone to be able to assess your entire diet and give um, a detailed prescription to you, they're gonna have to see exactly what you're eating. It's really hard for them to say a one-off thing, a one-off recommendation, besides just like eat more vegetables, drink more water, some of the basic stuff that we know. Yeah, and, and even if you don't have a coach, this, this process still provides a lot of good feedback for you. So even if you don't have someone to actually bounce um, your day of eating off of and get feedback on, just do it. Because being honest and accountable to a sheet of paper, to an app on your phone, is just going to help you clean up your diet, right? Because yeah. knowing that you're going to have to enter it in is going to make you skip that piece of cake at work for someone's birthday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Like, it, it's not just even the the act of tracking usually gets people to do to eat better and drink better, even without having to show it to someone else. You know, you don't you don't want to have to write down that thing on paper or, or enter it into My Fitness Pal, take a picture of it. So you're just like, all right, I'm gonna skip it and not have it for today. Yeah, and anytime like you're being honest with yourself, it's always a good exercise. You know, and I think building that integrity with yourself, building that honesty with yourself, this is just another way to do it. Um, and it's a really helpful exercise to just use a journal or an app mm -hmm. to do this tracking. Well, let's talk a little bit about how to track. Um, probably the most, in, most common way that we see, at least with our gym environment, because we're, I could say, a little bit more advanced than just the average person off the streets. But most of the people in here, if they're going to track, they're going to use an app like MyFitnessPal and very easy to use. I mean, you can scan barcodes of foods. Once you enter a food or a recipe in there, it saves it so you can do a quick search to get it on there. It has all different quantities you can select. And then once you enter in the quantities, it usually has the breakdown of calories and proteins and fats and all those things. So you literally just have to find the food and enter the quantity. You don't have to enter in all the extra stuff on there. So that's a really easy one to use. Um, for some people that's still tedious, there is a little bit of a learning curve to that. So um, one of the easiest ways you can do is just pen and paper, you can just write it down or you can use just like a plain notes app in your phone and just write it down every time you eat something right into your phone or take a picture of it. You can use your phone, you usually have that on you. Every time you're about to sit down and eat something, snap a picture of it before you eat it. Um, what's cool about the pictures is you do have some quantities in there. It's not as detailed as in MyFitnessPal, but you should be able to kind of scroll back and assess or a coach can see those pictures and assess some of the portion sizes and quantities you're having, not just you know, chicken is, is kind of broad and, and you know, there's places where we do want to get more detailed than that. Yeah, and MyFitnessPal is great because it provides some of the macronutrients and calorie counts, carb counts, you know, you could eat chicken thighs and be like, wow, I didn't, never knew chicken thighs had that much fat in it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that MyFitnessPal can make, you know, clear, yeah. clear to you when you didn't recognize it before. Um, we are trying to get people to buy into the kind of the quality of food first, right? Like, mm -hmm. so that they're not too concerned with tracking um, portion sizes too much. Because I think that's where people do get caught up in MyFitnessPal is that they get too, like, well, I don't really know, like, I don't have a scale, yeah. right? And so they're like, I can't really do this properly. And like, 
that's where we want people to just do what they can. Right. Or they go eat, they know they're going to have to go out to a party or out to a restaurant where they might not feel comfortable weighing their food, even though some people will bring scales to a restaurant. And then because they know that one meal's kind of thrown off, then it, then it kind of throws off the whole day because they're like, well, I don't know if that meal's right. And then, you know, they start to kind of doubt themselves and second guess themselves. And, um, you know, that's where we say, at least for our challengers, like just write it down, just track it. If you want to get more detailed, you can, but just having that just overall aerial view is huge. Yeah. Cause my fitness pal will give you goals. Like it'll give you calorie goals. It'll give you, um, macronutrient goals if you pay for the premium option and have that set. But again, like if you didn't have a coach set that for for you based on you, you know, you're just kind of going by what my fitness pal says, which isn't really completely accurate, right? It's not a real representation of what you need. So don't get caught up in those calorie counts or anything. Just track what you're, what you're eating. Mm -hmm. And we started this podcast talking about like how, how often people should track and that we feel that everyone should track at least once in their life. And I, if, to kind of give that more specificity, I think that everyone should track in an app like a MyFitnessPal at least minimum of three weeks, probably closer to 30 days, at least once in our life. Because it's not just, that's not just assessing where your diet is, but it's also an education, as Tony mentioned, of like, what is in each of these foods that I'm having? Oh, wow, I didn't realize this had that many calories, this much fat, this much carbs, or wow, this food I could actually eat a lot of, and it still doesn't add up to, to a lot of uh, dent in terms of calories and macronutrients. So for that reason, you got to do that at least once. And then when it comes to um, just kind of regular tracking in the, in the future, for some people, we have, we've had coaches before. I mean, Danielle's still really diligent with hers where they'll track 365 days a year and they'll do it for years on end. So if you're someone that likes tracking, if it fits kind of your mindset and outlook, do it. Like, don't feel bad about doing that if that works for you. But if you're someone who doesn't love it, I would still recommend doing it you know, once, once or twice a year and doing at least a week. So that way you get the weekend included in there, which tends to have, you know, some stuff that's not regular to what's in the week and just do that to kind of assess where you're at and, and find some patterns, find some places that, you know what, I probably could replace that with that and it would be a better decision and it would be just as satisfying for me. Yeah. I think like one, probably more like two weeks is probably the minimum I'd recommend if someone's like actually giving it an honest try because it does get easier with time. Like there's, there's some startup costs, there's some startup time mm -hmm. to enter those foods that you eat regularly, um, entering that protein shake you have every morning. But once you get the macros in there, it's in there, it's saved, yeah. right? So like the next day you're just like, oh, morning shake and the macros and, and everything's already in there for you. Yeah, I know one of the things Danielle likes to do is she'll, I mean, she'll get so dialed in with her stuff that she actually has her whole next day built out the night before and when you get into that routine you don't have to overcomplicate stuff you know if you like a certain breakfast you like a certain protein shake so easy to just have that right there and yeah tony's right if you get good at it and you're making everything yourself and you're not going out to eat i mean it can literally take two or three minutes out of your day total you know to track several different meals of food because you've already done the work so yeah there's that that, that definitely like economies of scale that comes with time and tracking yeah that's like nutrition jedi level <laughs> with coach danielle like this is what i'll eat tomorrow okay i have my, my macros yeah. in the future 
yeah, the future, hopefully the future will just be able to eat it and it will just tell us what's in it. But for, for now, we still have to track um, manually to some degree. Um, I know you had wanted to talk about, Tony, some of the things that we definitely want to track quantities of. Like one thing that I thought about, it was like a nut butter. Like, so, you know, you, you again could track this pen and paper and say, oh yeah, I had a little bit of apple and, and almond butter, right, as a snack. And if you're not tracking, if you've never taken a food scale and actually weighed almond butter, um, get a tissue because you're gonna cry. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, it's gonna be kind of depressing to see how, how little nut butter is required to hit the, the one and two tablespoon portions that are on the side of the jar, but you gotta do that, all right? And, and stuff like that can be tricky too. So another trick with that is that use, even though it's listed as a two tablespoon serving, go by the grams or ounces, whatever is on, usually it's grams, and match up the grams on the food scale because we all know we have these tablespoons at our house and they're all like different sizes, but they all say the same that they're one tablespoon. So if you use grams, it's, it is more consistent and you can weigh stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, one of the trickier ones is alcohol, yeah. like especially wine, because everyone has different size wine glasses. So if you want to get an idea of like, how much wine do you really drink in a given week, especially if you're that person that has it on the weeknights, kind of like with dinner, before dinner, mm -hmm. you know, just measure it out. And then from there, you can kind of get an idea of how much is actually in that glass, and then you can record it properly and honestly, and know how much you're actually drinking in a given night and, and hopefully kind of take that down a little bit as, as you see fit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wine is definitely a big one. Um, you know, doing, having a glass of wine a night, is really not a big deal, but when that glass is two and a half glasses, that's a pretty big deal. So, oh, yeah. um, it can definitely change things up. Was there anything else that you want to add as it relates to, to tracking? Um, well, just like, when you get when you see the list of your given day i like i think it's fun to like kind of play some games with it like so i like i like noticing times of when i eat certain things okay so if i'm working with a client i'll ask them to actually write the times next to when they eat it so i can get an idea of what they're eating around their workouts you know because then they can tell me oh i feel really crappy in my workouts i'm like well because you ate that you know before and after yeah. so it just gives you an idea of, of why you feel a certain way throughout your day why you're crashing at 2 p.m um, seeing those timestamps with it uh, help a lot. Yeah, that's that's really good. Like a lot of times, energy is going to match up with how much you're eating. And a lot of people are under eating. I mean, there's a lot of people that you know they might not be as lean as they want to be, so they might not assume that they're under eating because they're like, oh, I still got fat to lose, so I doubt I'm under eating. But then when you look at what they're eating, they they really are under eating for you know the high intensity workouts that they do. The amount of time that they're always on the go they have kids things like that and um, under eating is, is actually a, you know a more more common thing than than most people would think and um, it's another thing that you're going to learn um, that kind of relates to time of day because you're usually going to see how energy matches up with that yeah and as uh our challengers have learned last week with protein intake if they're waiting for 2 p.m to get their first piece of protein and they weren't really hitting their goals because you know they were just waiting too long to get that protein train started in the day yeah. and that's especially not helpful if you're doing a five or six a.m workout waiting that long for protein and another game i like to play uh, when looking at your food list for the day is is examining processed foods first like the whole foods that you have in your day so you could take like a marker or something and just kind of go through and like mark okay, what's processed, what's packaged, what I get from the store or pick up on my way on, on takeout. 
versus what did I make at home? What, what are the wholesome stuff that I got from the produce section, the vegetables? Like, and just kind of mark those things and just see you know, if your list is a, a little skewed one way to the other. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's, going back to what we brought up earlier, that's one of those sneaky things that kind of slips its way in there where you're like, yeah, I probably eat out once or twice a week. And then come to find out when you track it, it's more like five or six days a week. And you know, vegetables is another one actually where you know, people think, oh yeah, I eat a good amount of vegetables. And then they look at it and it's like, okay, I've gone six of my last eight meals, had zero to a little bit of vegetables in them. And they just f keep finding these little places to improve. Yeah. Or it's like when people bring stuff to work and it's just laying around, you just pick it up and eat it. You know, it's, you, you uh, focus more on like, can focus more on like the real foods and, and the things that you make at home, which is yeah. really where we want to steer people to. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you on the next one.